Hey guys, this is Ed, Paul, and Anna of Current Brand Media, and we are here to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor. Sportsball is a great subscription service geared towards minor league baseball fans. Each box features a different minor league team. You get a box every three months with minor league baseball gear, including different styles of hats like Ed's favorite, the dad hat. The cost is less than $12 a month. Proceeds from each box goes to More Than Baseball, the only nonprofit dedicated to the well-being of minor league baseball players. We all know that Parents' Days are coming up this summer. So if you've got a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa who are particularly difficult to buy for, but you know they're baseball fans, this is the answer, guys. Meet your new favorite team at sportsballbox.com. Is there anybody there? <laughs> like the whole experience so I love seeing the culture of the city the ballpark is in around the ballpark there's often so much to do from restaurants and nightlife and everything and interacting with the fans so what's up dad crew Ed here and on this episode I bring you guys Bridget Mulcahy she has worked at every level of baseball that's right I'm gonna say this again she's worked in every level of baseball okay from the collegiate summer league all the way up to major league baseball we talked about her time in minor league baseball specifically Newport Gauls where she did there uh, and then also her future plans that she has going on as a food blogger that's right guys food blogger so guys without further ado I give you the episode All right. Well, I want to welcome you guys to yet another episode of the Dad Hat Chronicles. My name is Ed, and with me today, guys, I have Bridget Mulcahy. Um, this is a lot of fun, so we are going to go just jump right in. First of all, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me, Ed. Um, it's really hot here in California, where I currently am, <laughs> so it's nice to be able to just relax and do a, a podcast and uh, just chill out. And I love yeah. it. What's the what's the temperature right now? Um, I would say in the low to mid nineties. Yeah, that's today. hot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was 80, 85 here today in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I'll take uh, I'll take hot weather. So being from Puerto Rico, I'll take it all day long. Yes, so. and that means uh, baseball is. That's right. That prime means time. baseball. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. It's our time right there. So, uh, all right. So let's jump at it, jump right in. Uh, tell me you know, take us back. How did you become a fan of, of the sport of baseball? What was that moment for you when you decided, yep, this is my sport? Well, my grandfather, um, who's currently 92 years old, he um, grew up in New York, Mm -hmm. um, back in the days of, um, Mickey Mantle, Yogi Berra, all the greats. And he Mm -hmm. grew up going to Yankee stadium and has so many great stories from that time period. So, um, you know, my family's always been interested in sports and our local sports teams here in Northern California, basketball, um, Kings fan, um, Niners for football, um, and then the Giants for baseball. And so we, it was always just on at my house and we used to have season tickets for a lot of the major sports leagues too, but he really taught me, um, all the rules of the game, and everything like that. And just from hearing his stories really got me um, more into the game more than just a fan. So when I was in college, I studied communications at UC Davis. Mm -hmm. um, And I started working for our baseball team there um, at the college. Yeah. And so I was doing marketing and promotions and a lot of the social media and stuff. And then I, um, from there, um, decided I want to build a career off of it. 
So you you knew right there and then you're like, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. I don't know what, you know, the 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 full how it's going to be. But you're you wanted to be involved in sports from the very beginning, huh? Exactly. Yeah. I've always really loved writing. That's been a passion of mine since I was young. And um, I thought how how what what better way to do that than combine my love for sports and writing together. So I think social media marketing, that's always been my, my forte um, in the sport and just being um, really creative. And nowadays with um, Instagram and everything like that and TikTok now, um, yeah. it really is great um, to have people in the sport who um, use their creativity and can, you know, keep up with the trends and all of that. So um, yeah, I try to do them best I can and um, you know, I've had a lot of opportunities um, in my in the minor leagues and the majors um, to write about the game, um, the history of the game and um, just network and, uh, you know, find different jobs where I can that I'm interested in and um, kind of dabble in like different things. So, yeah, yeah I I've mean, enjoyed it. Yeah, you 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 have an impressive resume when it comes to being involved in in baseball. Right. Specifically, obviously, this podcast, you know, is mostly about minor league, but you you've done everything when it comes to, to baseball, right? Uh, you know, you even, I hear it, I see this like the, the, the goals, right? Like you, you were doing marketing yes, there. Uh-huh. That's, are you familiar you, with the, like any CBL or collegiate baseball? Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh God. Yeah. The, you know, a lot of collegiate woodbed, you know, teams. Yeah. Le- the leagues the are best, amazing. Yeah. Yes. It's uh, people who don't like, un- like, they hear about it and such, but you really have to go there and experience it. I really recommend anyone listening. If you have the chance to go to the Cape Cod league mm-hmm. or new England, any of those teams catch a game there in the summer, because it's really unlike anything else. Yeah. And then you have the, you have the Cape Cod, you have, you know, up in uh, the Northwoods league, you have here now yes, the Appalachian uh-huh. league. So you have a lot of leagues right now that are, I, I think the popularity of the collegiate woodbed because these kids, you know, they go there, they come back, they go to from their college division one, two, Juco, whatever it is. And they have fun for during the summer and then cool names on top of that. So why not? Right. right? And the cool thing is, is I um, interned for the goals in 2017, but so many players from the Giants organization um, across the league, really. But there are so many players who are alumni of the goals and then since then have been drafted. So now uh, this year I'm seeing uh, Jonathan Heasley is one name I'm thinking of who just um, pitched the other day for the Kansas City Royals. And he was on the team that I interned for. That's so it's so crazy. cool to see these guys like play now and be successful. And I'm so happy for them. And you're, you're like, you know, you're watching the, the game and you're like, we used to be on the, you know, I know. On, on yeah. It's together. Like we used to be down at the bar on Thames Street in Newport <laughs> grabbing beers. And now you're on the mound, you know, pitching against the best in the game. So it's really cool. That's amazing. I, I like I said, I collegiate would be if anybody has not gone to at least one game or watched a game, they really need to because it is one of the best baseball you'll see out there right now. So. Yeah, uh, I agree. So, so let's uh, let's move a little further from that, and then let's talk about um, something that you did uh, related to um, women in baseball. Right, take the field. Um, tell me about that. That's that's a lot of. Uh, if I was you know to see that, like that's a lot of looks like a lot of fun and a lot of work. Yeah, the take the field was um, one experience that was really neat. And it came to me kind of out of nowhere, out of the (laughs) blue sky. Um, MLB had started it 
um, at the time, it was part of their diversity initiative that they mm-hmm. wanted to start um, including more women, women in baseball in like non-traditional roles. And so I applied for that in the fall of 2018. I was actually in Arizona um, working in the fall league at the time um, covering that. And then I applied for it and I ended up um, being selected. Um, so I was part of the scouting program for the take the field. And we, um, spent a weekend in Vegas, um, listening to panels, doing a lot of networking and just having conversations with, um, some really great minds in the game, such as Billy Owens, um, Elizabeth Ben, who is now with the Mets, um, front office, Um, So, so many great people in the game um, who I really respect and they um, had a lot of great knowledge to impart um, and just, uh, yeah, listening and getting to know all of those people was really great. That's that's impressive. And obviously a ton of experience, a ton of contacts there that, you know, will it would be for a lifetime. So good for you. I love that. I think that's that's amazing. Anybody that you know, the whole diversity and inclusion, it's, I think it's, it's important in not just baseball, but in sports overall um, to include women, minorities and all of that. That's so, that's amazing. Definitely. Yeah. And it's just taken off from there. That was, I was part of the inaugural group, but I would say Mm -hmm. since 2018, it's taken off so much. And now you're seeing all across the league, um, women in so many different positions. So um, it will only continue. Um, and yeah, I hope um, that it does and that um, everyone can find success in it. And um, those who have the experience and um, who do work hard, I hope that they are rewarded for it. Yes. Right. So, um, so you, you got out of that and then you, you're, you are, you know, I follow, we follow each other on like various social media sites and all that, but you combine some of the coolest, you know, things to talk about, which is sports, food, and travel. And you write about that. Yeah. Um, those are like my three passions. Um, <laughs> I would say, so I try and combine them when I can, when they do like intertwine or, you know, they can cross over, but other times I'll just focus on one or the other. Right. So, so so let's talk about that. Um, Mm -hmm. When you go to a new city um, is, do you like, do you do prep work before that? Do you look at, all right, so I'm going to this city. I'm going to look at what the, what everybody's look going to go eat and things like that. And then is that how you, yeah, I love doing that. Whether I'm um, I love solo traveling. I'm really into that, especially um, ever since COVID I started doing like staycations in the area that I'm from here in NorCal, or if I am with friends or family um, to go out with them to eat, I'm always looking at reviews and Instagrams and things. And then um, I've been lucky enough through my work and freelance and everything I do to um, write for magazines and some food publications. So with that, um, I'm usually um, working with a company or a brand to Mm -hmm. um, try their food, to create social media content for them. That's so big now for businesses to be able to be online and have a presence there. And so they want as much videos and photos and everything um, from us um, that we can give them. So um, that's cool. And then conferences as well. So I've been to um, a few different states and places for their food and travel conferences, which is neat to everyone gets together. And it's just like a few days of eating, drinking, trying everything out, all different cuisines. So it's really cool. That sounds amazing. Okay. Eating, yes. <laughs> drinking, meeting people, hanging out, you know, talking to folks. Uh, that sounds like a good time. <laughs> so um, so I, I, I'm looking here and, uh, it says that, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you, you are a writer and editor at edible communities. 
Yeah. So Edible Magazine, they have yeah. edibles um, in a lot of cities. So I've done um, some freelance writing for them, social media content. They're now like on TikTok. Um, and then um, I've done some freelance writing for Food 52, Bon Appetit Magazine. Um, I have also worked with people at Food Network. So a lot of the major like food brands or things you think of when you think of like food writing and recipes. Um, I'm really like involved with that. So I mm-hmm. hope Um, We'll see where it takes me, but I hope that continues. And I feel like with my sports background and everything I've done there, I kind of provide a unique perspective. That's amazing. I was just going to ask you that, like, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about that. Cause you say you're, you have your, you know, you use your background in sports to really go into, to this. Now, do you, how, how does that look for you? Because I mean, I'm looking at some of the, the, uh, the food here. I'm already hungry as it is. So how do you incorporate that with social media? Because TikTok is, I'm not in it on it right now, but like it's, it's absolutely massive. It's blowing up. Oh yeah. 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 I think um, I've just tried to use all my connections in both industries um, and explain kind of what I can bring to the table that makes me stand out. I would (laughs) say uh, one piece of advice I have for any woman or anyone really who wants to work in baseball or trying to get into it is you have to find a niche and make yourself stand out because everyone wants to do the same thing. So everyone, you know, when I started doing reporting and such, there are so many females and others who want to write about the game and be on the field and do interviews and such. But um, I figured, you know, I have these other interests as well. So why not make myself stand out by, um, you know, letting people know about that and then kind of just going from there and seeing how I can combine the two. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like it's gone well so far. Yeah, I think <laughs> we'll so. see. We'll see. <laughs> so, so, so let me, let me ask you then, because I, I find this very, very interesting. So you go to a ballpark uh, and then you're looking at it from a different point of view, right? Me as a parent, as a dad of a three-year-old, right? I'm like, okay, so what, first of all, let's look at the fun food, you know, somewhere where she can just run around and play and things like that. So I'm automatically thinking that. So is that how you look at going at different ballparks now? It's like, all right, so what kind of food items, you know, is making this team stand apart from other teams? Right. It's like the whole experience. So I love seeing the culture of the city the ballpark is in around the ballpark. There's often so much to do from restaurants and nightlife and everything and interacting with the fans. So mm-hmm. when I worked at spring training, I was working in Scottsdale for the Rockies and the Diamondbacks, which yep. share a field there. So I got to interact with those two fan bases all day long. And even though I'm a Giants fan, I really got to know those teams very well from the players um, to the staff and coaches. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that because I got to talk to people all day long and I feel um, really comfortable doing that. It's something I really love. And I was on the promotions team. So it was part of my job as well to get the fans excited and do all of the entertainment type of stuff during the games that you see on the field. Um, you know, the in-between inning contests and such with kids. And it's just really fun for me. I love interacting with the fans and talking to people most of mm-hmm. all. So. I, I, and I love that a lot of teams, you know, do that. That is, that's their main thing. You know, when you go to a ballpark, especially minor leagues interaction with, with their fans is such an important uh, aspect of it because that's who they depend on, right? That that their food, their, um, a lot of their money that comes in is because of fans. So it's not like the major league to have a lot major sponsorships like that. So, um, 
that's that's one of the the things why I love minor league baseball so much. Uh, I'm not going to ask you your favorite uh, food or anything like that, because I'm sure you've heard that one a thousand times. Um, your favorite ballpark. I'm sure you've heard that question a thousand times. Um, but let me ask you, what was the, and I and I I'm sorry, but you probably heard this one, too. But like, what was the most unique food item that you have experienced at a ballpark? Gosh, that is a good question. Most unique. I would have to say, I mean, I've had everything from like sweet very, mm -hmm. uh, dessert items to like savory, but I think the combination of the two is always very interesting. So mm -hmm. probably like a donut burger. <laughs> donut burgers <laughs> With, like are a good. maple glaze. Yeah, they're really good. And I wouldn't say that's like crazy. I've had those in Scottsdale at like normal restaurants outside of the ballpark and mm -hmm. such. And they're on a lot of menus now, but um, It's just a neat like combination. And I think it's just like a really special treat. So I love that. And then um, really neat, like milkshakes, like specialty milkshakes. I know in Pittsburgh, I had some really good milkshakes and they have um, a lot of local food there. So that's really neat too, is like when I was in um, Pittsburgh at PNC, I got to have, um, you know, really great sandwiches and like whatever is like the local businesses that like is the kind of food of the city they often yep. have at the ballpark. Um, and then Las Vegas, um, when I was there for the minor leagues covering the aviators, um, they had really great food just because of Vegas and all the great restaurants, they bring those into the ballpark. So, um, that was just really fabulous too. You're right. Uh, and that's one ballpark that I really need to go. Uh, I've been to Vegas, my wife and I, we've been to Vegas. It just, I never really thought about going to go see their, their ballpark. And I don't know how I missed that. Um, so I definitely have to go to that ballpark. Um, So as far as minor leagues, you know, you've done everything, right? You've, you've done marketing, you've done promotions, you've done pretty much. Have you done a rolling of the tarp? Yes, I have in Newport. Really? You have? Yeah. You just brought back a funny memory <laughs> for me <laughs> that I, maybe I was, uh, I was blocking it out now until now, but, um, well, the thing is, is in new England, you know, you'll have these rainstorms in the yep. summer, um, in the middle of the day or whenever. And so, you know, the game was running fine and it was great weather. And all of a sudden a torrential downpour just came on. And so our GM, um, Chuck Pava, who's very famous there in new England and, Um, he, you know, would started yelling at all of us, the interns like, go, go, go. So we had to think on our feet and we really didn't know what we were doing, but we all had to go out there and help and try and, um, cover the field. So it could be, you know, preserved and, um, you know, be okay for when, I don't know if we even resumed the game that night. It was that bad, but. Oh my God. It's just, and, yeah. and that's, that's funny. It's like, it just out of nowhere, just boom. Now everybody run. And then yeah. And it's so short lived, you know, it would be, it would be that way for maybe 10, 15 minutes and then the sun would come out and it was very humid um, in Newport as well and hot during the summer there. So, um, you know, then it would clear up and be fine, but yeah, it was just funny to have those like <laughs> weather <laughs> mishaps. Um, so you are, um, you, you, you did that. Um, what's the one that you said, you know what, that's it. Uh, you know, even if I have to, this, it, my job depends on that. Never doing this again. Is that, is that rolling the tarp or is that something else like, or even being a mascot? Yeah. The mascot thing is something that <laughs> I've had a couple of, um, <laughs> 
not, I wouldn't say arguments, but just conversations with my managers and supervisors, because even going back to Davis in college, it was a requirement for um, us interns during the season. We had to put on the costume ones. Oh no. Um, and it was during one of a, uh, one of the big basketball games and I hadn't done it yet. And I was one of the few last ones that hadn't. And it, <laughs> we were the, and the ag, we were the Aggies. Right. So, right. Um, but our mascot was a horse. <laughs> oh, we were in agricultural school, but it was a blue horse, oh, a huge, no. a huge, like Royal blue horse. And so, yeah, they were like, you've got to put on the head, like, go ahead. It's your night to do it. And so, yeah, it was for a basketball game. And I had to, <laughs> had to pump up the crowd and do different dances and things and take pictures with fans. And but luckily no one knew it was me, but <laughs> there you go. But it's something that you'll, you'll remember for the rest of your life. That's something fun, something, you know, that you can say, you know what? I've done pretty much everything when it comes to working in baseball. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's like the fun of it is like seeing like the moments that aren't so glamorous. Um, you know, like I said, either being the mascot or in Newport, I had to get the mascot ready and dress and go all over the field with him all night long. And that was solely my responsibility for the whole evening. So, you know, some people may be like, oh, well, that's boring or that's not so fun. But I find the positive and everything and the bright side to it. And you know, I'm at a baseball game, I'm doing what I love and I'm interacting and talking with people and meeting um, new fans and such. And so um, I really love that part of it. And then the glamorous side would be when I'm on the field reporting and doing interviews and I'm all dressed up and I have my hair and makeup done and all yep. of that. So I really love both sides to it. And that's, that's a lot of fun though, right? You're, you're, you're one minute, you know, one day you're like, on the on the field, uh, you know, rolling the tarp or grading or whatever it is. And then the next day you're like, all right, it's my turn to to do interviews on field hosting and things like that. So it, it could your job title can change overnight, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. So um, what is there for you left to do? You know, obviously you're you're involved in in um, in journalism and social media, TikTok and all that. But is there a, a job that you're, you know, that's for you that you want to do in the future when it comes to baseball or, or you are more transitioning now into the food and beverage scene uh, now? I would say I've been transitioning ever since COVID. That was a really mm -hmm. hard year for me. And I know for a lot of people in baseball in terms of figuring out what, you know, everyone wanted to do with their career because you know, so many obstacles were put in our way and a lot mm -hmm. of people had to switch um, and transition their path. But I would say since I've done so many things, I really love the promotional part of it. So if I was able to work in food and beverage or um, still be a journalist and yep. write and have something um, in that industry, but then also do stuff um, with baseball on the side. Um, like I said, I know a lot of major league teams have like promotional um you know, uh, teams like the yep. Cardinals, I know have a group of women who, um, will be at the Cardinals games doing stuff on the dugout or in between innings. I love that kind of thing. So if I could like do something like that, um, as well as my food writing and everything that I've worked so hard for the past two years, I think that would be like the perfect combination. I, I you said something interesting that, you know, really hit home with me, uh, because during COVID, I also had a, a moment of soul searching, right? I, that's when I decided to start supporting the minor leagues, buying hats from them and things like that, as you can see from my wall back behind me. Um, 
and that's when I decided that I wanted to do something for me. Uh, I always wanted to be in radio, so I decided to do a podcast. Uh, how was that soul searching for you when you decided that, you know what, I got to decide what is, you know, my my path forward now that, you know, base, baseball may not come back for me? First of all, your wall is incredible. <laughs> I love it so much. And it makes me want to organize my entire room and my closet <laughs> right after this <laughs> and take out all my hats and such. Um, but yeah, to answer your second question, it was a lot of soul searching. And I was at spring training when they told us all to go home. So I was working there. I was there. I had my apartment. Oh, Everything no. was perfect, you know, and there's nothing worse than that. You know, when you just so I was so happy and, you know, I had all my friends there and then just to have it all shut down. And it seems like it may not have been, you know, as, as big of a deal, but it really was because I had to, like I said, completely shift kind of what I was doing and rethink everything in my life. Mm -hmm. So I moved back home to um, Sacramento area where my parents live and where I'm from. And I just kind of thought, what are other things I'm interested in? So, yeah, I mean, at the time, TikTok was kind of like getting started there, but I started doing a lot of social media stuff. Um, I was working with a few baseball companies, um, a bat company actually designed my own bat model for me during that season. And so nice. I have my own bat model with dinger bats um, and they have a few major league players who use their bats. So that was really cool. So I kind of like, again, with any other obstacle that's coming my way, I just tried to find the positive in it and what I could do to make a bad situation better. And so that's what I did. And I just stayed around my hometown and I still tried to continue to write about baseball and um, you know, be interested in the game. But at the same time, I had to um, kind of expand and go into, you know, a different go a different path because I saw that, hey, this isn't, you know, for me right now. And I think I need to um, go and do something else. So I think it's all about being flexible, flexible. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, just with the times when they're changing, just to kind of move along with them and figure out like what you can do next. Uh, you know what? You're right. And that's, you're absolutely right. So if, you know, if you were content and you were, you want to do what you do, you want to do, that's fine. But if you, you know, like you and me, we did some soul search and we said, it's like, we need to do something else. You know, I'm about, you know, I'm 40. And then I said, you know what, am I going to be remembered by someone who's worked, you know, when I died that I, that worked at some company or something, you know, or you, you're going to be remembered by something that you did that, you know, you follow your passion and, a lot of respect for people who actually do that because it's not easy. Yeah, it's not. And I, you know, I didn't want the time to be wasted. I didn't want those that year of 2020 and like until now to just be, well, I just, you know, had to wait it out or I had to just, you know, you yeah. know, keep on doing what I was doing. So I felt I needed to evolve and I needed to change kind of what I was doing. Um, and yeah, here I am. And so, you know, it's still the same. I feel the same um, as I did back then about like working in baseball and um, my thoughts on it are the same. And, you know, I hope to get more opportunities in the game, but um, I've also, I'm really happy that I found other things that I like too. Yeah. I mean, you're doing food network. I mean, that's <laughs> not, that's not easy to, to get, you know, so uh, you're doing something right. So that's amazing. Good for you. I, I love that. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So 
Um, one last question before I uh, uh, we turn into my famous, not so famous questions here. Uh, so what's in the in the in the in the plans for you for the future? Anything that you're working on or anything that you're doing that's, you know, that's going to be coming up pretty soon for you? Well, um, in terms of the food world, I have my own Instagram account called Bridget Bardot, spelled a B-A-R-D-O-U-G-H. So a little play on words there. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok. And so I do a lot of local work um, here in Northern California, San Francisco and Sacramento with restaurants and food brands. And I'm also um, coast to coast now. So I've been flying and traveling a little bit and I plan to do that this summer as well. And hopefully maybe even go to the South, um, uh, but also in New England where some of my family lives. And I hope to create some more content there and also um, catch some baseball along the way. I'd love to check out some new stadiums and write about the game. I love it. I love it. And, and you said you found your niche, you know, baseball, football, I mean, baseball and food. And I, I, I'm all for that. And I am actually checking out the uh, Instagram page. Uh, that's a lot of yummy food there. Uh, so I will put everything on there so that way they can uh, follow you as well. All right, Bridget, are you ready? Yes. All right. So go uh, for it. <laughs> the, here's the here's the easy one. The first one, you go to the ballpark. Uh, what is your food and drink of choice? It really depends on the mood and if it's a day or night game. But I would say I'm going for a beer, probably um, IPA, probably something a craft beer, something local. Okay. Um, and then I really love like different uh, styles and different kinds of like hot dogs. So lots of toppings, um, in Arizona, I would often get a Sonoran dog, which had a lot of great, like salsa and like Mexican kind of style, like hot dog, That sounds amazing. Um, which is really neat. Yeah. Um, cheese, all that stuff. So, um, I'll, I'll typically go for something like that, a hot dog or a burger, um, and then I love sweets too. So in San Francisco, we have like Ghirardelli Sundays or hot chocolate or something like that. Or ice cream is always fun too. Ice cream on an ice cream helmet, right? You know, my, my friend yes, Paul would, yes. I, would say <laughs> it needs to be on an ice cream helmet. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Okay. Uh, all of those choices. Very good. Delicious. Uh, what was your favorite TV show growing up? Growing up, I was a big Disney channel girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nickelodeon too, but, um, I really loved like Hannah Montana and sweet life of Zach and Cody <laughs> and all of those like really classic Disney shows that, um, you know, I always, I still follow all those people. Cause I'm like, I want to see what this person's up to or like <laughs> whatever. Now that we're all grown up and such, right. but, um, those were just, I think it was like really great writing and I, there's not too many shows like that anymore. So those were my, some of my favorite. You're absolutely right. All right, here we go. Um, what has been the best Wi-Fi name that you have seen? Oh my gosh, there's so many, but I can't think of any right now. That is <laughs> a really good question. Um, gosh, I feel like in Newport, in the house that I lived in in Newport, like we had a really funny one, or I would see f- um, funny ones um, often. Um, I like sometimes there'll be like sports ones I'll see like wherever I am, and like mm-hmm. people will be like Patriots fans, so they'll like have like some Tom Brady <laughs> reference in there or something like that. Um, or sometimes they're inappropriate too. Well, Those of are always course. Like good ones. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, okay. If you could be in a movie, which movie would it be? Um, a movie that's already out. Whichever. In other words, or like yeah, a-, a movie that's been out that you've um, watched 
if you was like, you know what? I, I would love to be in that movie for me, Indiana Jones or Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Love to be in that's one a of good those. one. I would probably say like Avengers or yeah. like a yeah, Marvel film, possibly. Yeah. That's pretty I've always cool. loved like Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been there for Halloween a few times. So probably something along those lines. I like That'd it. would be awesome. I like it. All right. Uh, what is your spirit animal? A cat. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe even a, a, like a big cat, not like a, a house, a house cat, probably just, I mean, I have, you know, uh, reported on the river cats and <laughs> written about the river cats for a long time. So I guess it's fitting, but um, they're very independent and I've had cats growing up uh, my whole life, but yeah, they're really independent creatures, but um, they have a lot of like confidence. Um, but they're also sweet too when they want to be so (laughs) you're absolutely right have you ever re-gifted a gift yes (laughs) i think we all have and there's nothing wrong with that no it's okay my mom didn't notice (laughs) (laughs) i like that um okay which speaking of disney um which disney princess would make the best spy Ooh, my niece loves Disney princesses and um, my favorite is Belle and my niece is always like you look like Belle so I have to pick her I really love Belle that's a good answer Um, and she's very smart too so you're absolutely right you're absolutely right um okay one last question here and um if you you're in the apocalypse the zombie apocalypse what would be your weapon of choice Oh no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) gosh, I would probably, I'm thinking for some reason, my mind went to the food, food Mm -hmm. world. That's like how I'm always thinking. (laughs) But, um, I, so I would probably, my weapons would be like gadgets and appliances that are really like either like the best knife set ever that I would get from like a chef, like iron chef. There you or, go. Right. or something okay. yeah like something that would be really really dangerous and that i could you know defeat them with um using using all of my appliances and things that i have from my work and such <laughs> the knife is a good idea i think that's a really mm-hmm. good idea right because you know it's they're available and you just start cutting you know we got to get out of the way we got to survive so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the things nowadays that they have, you know, really kitchen technology is like so advanced, but everything has these, the blades on everything are so sharp and all of the things that they have on, on there. So, so, true. so yeah, true. you got to You got to be careful. You got to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, first of all, again, thank you for doing this. This was a lot of fun. Um, where can people find you on the socials? So I'm on Twitter and it's just my um, first um, first name, middle initial and last name. So Bridget M. Mulcahy on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a personal Instagram um, that you can find me on. Just search my name and you should find it. Um, I'm happy to accept followers there. And then, like I said, my um, baking and food Instagram and TikTok is Bridget Bardot. Bridget Bardot. And I will put everything on, on the show notes. So that way uh, people can find you. So that way uh, they can go ahead and just, you know, follow you. So good luck to you. Um, Nothing but the best. So that way, you know, uh, we can keep up seeing all these uh, delicious food that uh, you're going to be coming up with. 
thank you so much for having me. I had a really great time and it was nice to meet you and talk with you. And I hope to, you know, stay in touch and Absolutely. Um, I'm sure via social and everything, we'll see all of our baseball adventures we get up to. So yes. And if you do make it down to the South, do let us know. I will. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Bridget. Now make sure you guys are following her on social media. Also, guys, make sure you guys are following the Data Chronicles podcast. Give it five stars and then make sure you guys are telling one more person. But before I go, last thing here, okay, guys, I'm going to leave you guys with this. Are you guys ready? What do you call a line of men waiting to get haircuts? A barbecue. Get it? Get it? All right. All right. All right. All right. You guys have a wonderful day. And as always, support the minor leagues. This podcast is part of the Curved Brim Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brim Media. Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. I'm Paul Caputo, and on the Baseball by Design podcast, I talk to minor league baseball teams, designers, and other super interesting people about what these minor league baseball logos mean. And I talk a little bit about ice cream helmets. What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna Tomaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series. And in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at at PatLarson1. I hope you guys enjoy. This is Patrick and Corey of BaseballMapper.com. And we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball. So get on the site and find a team near you today. Learn more about Curve Brim Media at curvebrimmedia.com.